Also, you should be proud of me because I'm posting <gasps> on my Instagram. The All Things Allison Instagram. And it's a book with my Shits Creek <laughs> mug that you got me for Christmas last year and my day three of my advent calendar Nespresso that I just started today and I just skipped the first two. I opened them, but I skipped up. them. Okay. So, I was low-key yeah. stressed. But yeah, podcasting. I guess this is the start of season five. Oh my five. gosh, that's crazy. That is really crazy. When did we do our last episode? Uh, I really don't remember. Like maybe the I first week like... of October? Oh my gosh. Well, we're, we're finally back. I appreciate you being patient. I appreciate all of our listeners being patient. Um, that was selfishly a lot of, like Lauren had to move and all, but honestly, Lauren probably could have kept doing it. It was me. It's totally okay. I was, I was having a hard time getting adjusted to my job and I'm still very busy, but it's more of a, we're back in a spot where It is where so, I can, I so, can so rough. It, so. Like if it has been a while since it was your first time into the workforce, or if you're about to enter the workforce, just like understand if you have young professionals in your life if they're not very communicative with you or they're very like slow to respond or just checked out honestly for a little while it is because the transition is so much harder than i think people talk about really so i get it totally allison and if any of our listeners are like what do you mean it's just a new job you're wrong it is a big big transition and i'll tell them to come work in sports yeah I'll tell them to come work in sports and then... I mean, it's like, a big oh, transition for any <laughs> career, honestly. And then yours is so around the clock. It just adds on to the inability to like check in with people or like have a real life. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it is that I, I'm not someone that's going to sit here and be like, I work more than you. It's not the same. That's not at all what I mean. It's just sports is... Think about when you watch them, nights and weekends. So I work like nights and, during and the day. work weekends. So it makes it difficult... <laughs> And Lauren's a three-hour time difference now. So when you try to factor all that together, it just made it very yeah. difficult. So, yes. But now we're here, and that's all that matters. We're doing this at 3.40 on a Friday afternoon, and which is funny because I texted Lauren, and I said, I could probably do it at 3, and she was like, okay, so your time? And I was like, oh, yeah, I forget. Like, I yeah. was factoring in the time difference, but I didn't tell you that. No, so. yeah, I just I always am like, okay, your time or my time? Because if it's like... I didn't know if you meant seven or, you know, six or something, your time, but, and it has mm -hmm. been so long since we recorded. So if you guys have forgotten our voices, I am Lauren. I live in California. I just moved here and this is my co-host. Hi, I'm Allison. I'm still in Knoxville in Tennessee. So if you guys are all here with me, hi. <laughs> I know we're officially now a bi-coastal oh podcast. So when i told Lauren right when we joined this meeting today we just literally started the record button like we have not planned this one at all which yeah. I think is better just because we haven't we've only been here talked to each other once since I moved on the phone so literally. this is literally the second time in like two months that we have even talked we've texted here and there but I mean yes. it's just been like one sentence stuff it's like lauren will send me something at 1 p.m and i'll forget that i saw it until 10 p.m and then i answer her before i go to bed and then i fall asleep and then she answers me in the morning and then the yeah. same cycle repeats. so you guys are catching up <laughs> with us great. at the same time that we're catching up with each other so this is very <laughs> authentic it might be too authentic honestly but no well i figured before we get into just kind of giving the updates on what life has been like since we started last time lauren i was curious if you have any like 
small things that have changed, like funny things. So I can go first to give you my example of what I'm thinking. So obviously I have a new job. My life hasn't really changed all that much though, since we podcasted the last time. It's just, I've been very, very busy with work. Um, but I feel like one, I've come to really appreciate TikTok in the last couple months. Like I have been making them for funsies just because, and I really enjoy it. And if you looked at them, it's not like they're going anywhere. Like one, maybe you'll get 40 likes on it, but it's the same 10 people. It's like Lauren and then Zari and then some random other people on the internet and I just think they're so much fun and I hate that I didn't get into it during COVID. Do you have something like that where you're like I'm into this now? One I was gonna say I want you to change your settings so that I can share your TikToks to the podcast Instagram because you have it right now where you can't like download them or whatever and share them. But I can download them and send them to you. That's all that matters. I'll start asking you but I don't want to I don't like bugging you about it so Oh, that's why you've been asking me. I was always like, why are you asking me? I mean, you could just do it. I didn't realize yes, I had that setting I'm like, <laughs> Oh, so when you've been asking me, you're trying to suggest to get me to download it and send yes. it to you. And I yeah. just am not realizing that. Sorry. I didn't it's know totally that. Okay. But I don't know that much about TikTok. <laughs> so I think I'm just now getting to the point where I know, oh, she doesn't have her settings on for this. Whereas before I was just genuinely confused and I was like, oh, is that the only way to get it? So that also goes into mine. I have also been obsessed with TikTok and I don't know if you guys knew this, but Preston used to be like the biggest, biggest of like opponent of TikTok. Is he not he now is or lot- is it just your too bad too bad it's kind of like a combination of things happened i think i finally got Preston to realize that people are growing so fast on tiktok and it's like not necessarily fake viewers it's really people who can like really yeah. propel and, someone up and let's be honest we're all being tracked anyway yeah. so you might as well just so i've gotten a <laughs> lot more into tiktok since and it's just crazy because at the beginning of this year i was like i will never download tiktok i'm just i can't get into it i just don't like it blah 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 blah. and then it's like you get that for you page specified to you and it just all of a sudden clicks it becomes yeah. really fun and i think what happened with preston like finally being like okay i mean it's not like preston was ever like i'm not gonna let you have a tiktok he was never <laughs> like that he was just like lauren you're getting on there with all those bots and they're just like gonna steal your identity blah 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 but he never said do not get a tiktok but i got one and i got it downloaded again when we kind of moved and that was right the week we moved there was the week that emily mariko do you know who that is allison she absolutely blew up the week that we moved do you want to explain it for people who might not know if you don't have a tiktok TikTok. emily mariko has been like a content creator for years and years and years and she does these silent um they have like no music and no it's basically asmr cooking videos and i think it got so popular because it doesn't have any language in it so people from all over the world can enjoy the content the exact same way and it's just like super pleasing visually um audio like everything's so pleasing about it but she lives in the bay area like she lives probably 15 minutes from us I mean, I don't know exactly where she lives, but I know the town that she lives in, and it's like 10 minutes from us. So what happened, I think, to finally get Preston to be like, okay, I can actually see that this is a real 
thing is she would suggest like a couple of these like restaurant not suggest but like she would film videos at restaurants and coffee shops and then I would see it and we would go try it out and we like always loved the places that it was and like any other way that I was trying to find restaurants or coffee shops we didn't like like them we weren't finding other good stuff it was like only this girl's recommendations mm-hmm. were helping so I think that was kind of the tipping point. And then now that I've just explained to him and shown him that my For You page isn't just random people, it's like real people, he is more comfortable yeah. with it. That and cat videos. He is obsessed with the cat videos on TikTok. I've been getting a lot of cat videos too. I will say if, uh, it may sound silly, like if you're not on TikTok, but her one video that blew up so much was her yes. these salmon bowls that she'll make. And so she will cook salmon just like, all of us do and have yeah. one left over so that she doesn't have to make it the next day and the way that she heats it up is she just like heats up the salmon mashes it up with a fork and then she puts rice in the microwave with a piece of ice and wax the ice paper like keeps the rice like warms moist, up the rice because the ice yes it lets it steam and it keeps it moist and so i think i think that she has yes, some japanese heritage in her japanese. family and so and so a lot of the cooking that she does is kind of with yes. Asian influence in it. And so I think people were all excited about that because she'll use seaweed with her like salmon bowl. Sushi. And you would go to the grocery store and I would see, yes. I saw all these pictures and videos of grocery stores pulling out the a seaweed display. like strips yeah. that they had or the salmon was on sale because this was so viral that places like Tennessee yes. were seeing it. And it, the way that TikTok has just made something like a one person in San Francisco basically can do something and then the whole world is the supply chain is running out like I'm trying to go to Starbucks and get a sugar cookie almond milk latte for Christmas and one the supply chain because of COVID but two because all these girls will see it from TikTok and want to go get it it's impossible to do anything anymore but it's such a great tool for suggesting because I do the same thing I've seen stuff on there and tried it because of TikTok recipes, m- mainly recipes, but I, it can be helpful. It's not all terrible. Like yes, we and then, it but it also like on the flip side, this whole episode is going to be about TikTok now. But um, <laughs> oh, also I was going to say, and she, we went to In and Out the first time, and we were like, this is good. Um, and then like I got onto her videos, and she had like this different order kind of that she put in at animal style. Is it because yeah, she does animal style? That was style? Like, on the secret mm-hmm. menu, and I was like, oh, Preston, let's try this, and we loved it. So like that has also helped him get understood with it but also on the flip side tiktok like (laughs) anywhere on the internet can be a yucky dangerous mean place and i think it's just important to like realize like it's scary on there sometimes like her comment section if you ever look at emily mariko's comment section people are mean about it and it's like I think it's just interesting how people will flip. Yes. And I think that that's true of just our culture in general people right now. People will attack of like you so people, fast. But also TikTok, you can have a comment. Because I think it's interesting because you first see her videos. And this is a girl who wholesome, is really just yeah. cooking or making food. It's very wholesome. But then people are like, wow, this is so great. I love it. And at first I was seeing these videos of people like, thank you, someone who is skinny that eats real food because this is going to yeah, help she diet eats white culture. Rice. And then you see... 
then you see people who are like, of course, you guys are only saying she's, she's helping diet culture because she's skinny. If she wasn't skinny, you wouldn't think it's great that she's eating all this food, which sounds ridiculous, right? Well, that's right. only one part of it. Then you get people who are like, why are we praising a white girl for making Asian food? And then it's like, she literally yes. is Asian. Like she yeah. has Asian family. Like she's making these recipes because they were passed down. These traditions are passed down to her. And then people are like, will criticize that she's making all these foods that you can't get because she From buys fresh produce market, and not everyone and she can has get so fresh much produce. Money, like, like yeah can we not just be happy that a girl is just making food with vegetables on the internet and other people are like i, I want to eat more vegetables why does this have to be it's a thing? so crazy and so, people will comment the like internet. emily have you ever rolled a joint or like emily have you ever been to <laughs> mcdonald's and stuff like that and i'm just like shut up it's not funny anymore you're just being stupid so yeah it's just kind of everywhere on social media is a double-edged sword so i don't know it is. I will say, so off of this girl, there's another account that got really big recently, and it's this account. I don't know what it's called, but there's a dog, and it's a pug, and oh, it has a bones yeah, or no bones so day. Funny. And so basically, it's just this pug that has a lot of body issues, I guess, joint it's issues, old, and the I owner think. will, in the morning, go and pick up the dog, and if it stays sitting, it's a bones day. If it doesn't stay sitting and he flops down, it's a no yeah. bones day. So it's kind of like the bones day means go conquer the day. The no bones day means like be kind to yourself yes. today. And it, I would see it on McDonald's billboards, on tweets about like it's a bones day. Tennessee, the yes. University of Tennessee put something up and called it a bones it's day. So funny. And I was like, a pug on the internet. And it's just such a simple video in that he uploads. Yes, is this many people are seeing it, but there's also so many people on TikTok that you could have no idea what I'm yeah, talking about. I know. And I think people even found a way to like come for the guy who owns the pug and like kind of, you know what I mean? It's crazy. But that is just wild that things can blow up like that. Wait, but I saw this one Wait until yeah, they see mine. I saw this one TikTok <laughs> that was like um it looked like a guy was on a Zoom call, and he was like, me, after going to school for six years for marketing and social media media theory. Okay, so there's this pug, and his name is blah, 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 and he has the bone. And it was like, you went to school for this, and now you're explaining bones versus no bones day to, like, your bosses. You know, just kind of, like, the brand side of TikTok is just so funny, and I've appreciated it so much. You're right. This is turning into a TikTok sorry, thing. Sorry. But one of my favorite accounts is the Duolingo yes, account. So Duolingo is an app that just teaches you other languages. And it has this little mascot called Duo that is just a green owl. I'm sure most people here know about Duolingo or had it in high school or something when they were in language classes. And their account has nothing to do with language, language learning. No. It is all their mascot just doing it's all of so the crazy funny. dances and trends and being snarky. But it is, it's like if you know the Wendy's Twitter account or the Moon yeah. High Twitter account, if you're familiar with Chattanooga culture or like Twitter culture, it's like that, but the TikTok version. They just do nothing that has to do with it their actual product so really. funny. So funny. But it's one of the best accounts. <laughs> and like when the Taylor Swift Red album came out, it, I think it did so well because of TikTok because those sounds were trending so hard, like for two weeks. So many of her songs were trending and they still are. I don't know if I'm just on the Taylor TikTok side, but... And, okay, I also didn't understand this when I was on TikTok. You know when people are like, oh, I'm on cat TikTok or I'm on Taylor Swift TikTok or I'm on mm -hmm. um, sports TikTok or something. I didn't know what they meant. Like, I thought it was a specific account that you had to, like, get 
on or follow oh. or something. But when people say that, it just me- you know this, Allison, but just in case anybody doesn't, it just means that TikTok has started showing you videos in that category. So I'm on Taylor Swift TikTok, Harry Styles TikTok. Uh, And you can easily, easily tell what TikToks you are on because every third video will be like this. I told Preston that it has tried so hard to push me like baby content, I think, because it just knows like what age I am and that I'm married and like we have a stable income. So I I, like swipe so fast anytime I see a baby on there because I'm like, quit sending me this content. I do not want it. So I have to tell it somehow not to. Do you want to try and guess three TikToks that I'm on? Just like, just guess three things you think I see a BTS. lot of. BTS. Or K-pop. That is K-pop, correct. I guess. K-pop is a better representation, but yes. Maybe Disney, but maybe not. Disney? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I want to say sports, but maybe that's just too obvious. I'm actually really okay. not. I would say it's probably like K-pop, Disney, and then just general humor. Okay, that's probably what. I, I think that's, yeah. and a lot of cats. Yes. Because I do think cats I'm are I'm on funny, like so. Harry Styles TikTok so much recently. When we went to Disney, I was getting a ton of Disney stuff, like after we got back, because I was interacting with it so much, I think. Do you want to know a weird intersection? So we're, we're going to come off TikTok, guys. I'm sorry. That was a long time. But there is a video of Harry Styles when he was in Arkansas at his concert doing the pig call, like calling the pigs for Arkansas. Really? Pig, oh suey. And there's a girl I know who used to work with me at Tennessee with our SEC network crew. And she now works for the Paul Feinbaum show, oh, which is cool. a call radio yeah. show. And she, I've followed her, kept up with her through the years. And she shared that on twitter because i guess they used it for one of their studio shows and i replied and said what did i just watch that intersection of harry styles calling the pigs in arkansas like what the heck and so i just i figured you would appreciate that is so crazy okay okay we can stop talking about tiktok now but that was just (laughs) our our little plug if you haven't downloaded tiktok yet because you're just like me i don't know i was in the same boat not too long ago and now i love it so well, other than TikTok, any other kind of like random niche hobby things you've enjoyed? I think since we started our stop podcasting, I have really enjoyed writing letters. I've been trying to write letters to people, but I kind of fell off at the end. But I'm getting back because it's Christmas, so I'm forcing myself to write Christmas cards to people. TikTok was the other one. And then I have been back not in a reading slump, Lauren. <laughs> um, so my proud. trend is usually like this time of year up until February, I'll read again. And then from February to June, because of our, our sports schedule, I won't be able to. So I'm trying to soak it in. I have a book I'm trying to finish today. Yeah. So I have been um, reading a lot more. I kind of like fell off of, okay, I say I fell off of reading and I was still reading six books a month, five, six. So that's like way more than the normal, probably. I've read 11 this year and you probably read 11 in the last 11 days. No, (laughs) but I have gotten a little bit more re-energized for it. I think it's because the end of the year is approaching and I want to hit like as high of a book goal that I can. I mean, it's not even about the numbers, but it is so fun to like watch the numbers go up. And Spotify Wrapped just came out like two days ago as of when we're recording this. And I don't have Spotify because, you know, my husband works at Apple. So I'm like an Apple girly only. And (laughs) but I'm very, very, very excited for the Goodreads year in review because that honestly was the highlight of last year. And I think it comes out like on January 1st. 
It's so good. Yeah, I think because of our book club, I've read more genres than I normally yeah. do. Like I just usually kind of will flip flop around, but there's three or four I typically stick with. So I went and looked and I was actually able to vote in most categories of things because there's at least a book that I'd read. Yes. Um, so that was kind of fun. And on the Spotify wrapped, uh, I'll just go ahead and share with all of you guys. Cause if you follow me on my like Instagram account that Lauren and I link below, you've already seen this, but I knew that my Spotify, like the top thing was going to be BTS. I mean, y'all have listened to me rant and talk about them so much. I know no one here is surprised, but the, the top five songs on my thing, I just feel like are not accurate. I don't understand how, but then at the same time I would go back today. I started listening to my top 100 songs of the year and I was like yeah it is true because last year was as an intern was so hard sometimes of like the workload you had listening to BTS so much really did just kind of make me happy like it's just very energetic like yeah workout music basically that kind of gets your head in the right spot um if you're gonna run or I don't know clean your kitchen or whatever and so it's funny, I was listening to it on my way to work today and was like, I really did listen to this so much last year because last year was hard and like this music just made me really happy. So I would just like throw that out there that yes, BTS was my number one artist. They were all top five of my top five songs. The next five, they were also three of the five. And so uh, I apologize in a way for talking about them no. so much, but I also don't because I love them. I My friend Zari and I were going to try and go to I know, a concert. I wanted you to tell Our other friend, about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This has happened since all of this. So, um, BTS just performed four nights in LA and my soul crushed a little bit every night when I would get on Twitter and see videos of it because I uh, stopped. Okay. But I think they're about to announce a world tour. They did just basically say they're going to perform in Seoul in March and my fingers crossed that they're going to come back to the U S in the summer so that I can go and skip, not skip work and it'd be great. Um, but, uh, my our one of our friends was able to get tickets but zari and i weren't and so that was kind of tough because we were like happy for her but also sad that we couldn't get them because Ticketmaster is kind of the woat and so we just couldn't get them um but seeing them perform and like seeing the videos of them performing now that i know so much about them and have grown over a year with yeah. them it was so cool but it also was really hard because i was producing basketball games and i was like you know i could have been in la right now watching j-hope on stage but the instead i'm here wild. watching tennessee basketball wild it was Megan the Stallion came out one night. Halsey was there. Coldplay came out one night. Like Lizzo was there. They went to a Harry Styles concert like two nights before their first show, and it was like my brain couldn't comprehend how they were just singing that. up there, dancing with their drinks, so listening to Harry Styles. They're just so fun to follow. The energy so, at the concert um, honestly looks scary to me, and that is coming from someone who has been to multiple, <laughs> multiple Taylor Swift concerts. But this is a whole other level, I think, because it's like girls with guys and Taylor Swift is just girls watching this girl so no one's like got that psychotic like love energy going <laughs> in a on. way but I think if you're not in the pit it wouldn't be as bad because okay. we wouldn't have tried to sit down it there looks scary I just couldn't have done that we would have tried to sit in like a Upper. bowl or something so that you could have seats and not deal with it but there were lines to get merch Lauren that were like nine and a half hours to long get I watched one video of a guy to get merch the days before the concert started so it's just it was nuts and so in a way i'm glad that i wasn't there because i think work-wise it would have been tough to That's juggle stressful. i wouldn't have wanted to leave like my co-workers hanging the but time zone at the same time it was like is hard too like when you have yeah. to come to la it's a rough so, adjustment honestly 
So it was tough. But I'm glad I got to see it and experience it. And hopefully they have a world tour and I can yeah. try then to get tickets because there will be more than four days. Um, but back to the book thing, I wanted to also share another anecdote that I shared with Lauren last week. So y'all know Lauren and I like to read. That's kind of obvious. We've done several episodes about books. We talked about books for like 10 minutes already. Um, but we, I have a new coworker that oh, yeah. is very new to our office, only knows me and my other producer friend. And He's like um, new to the state. We, I could never. Yes. Yeah new to the state not like he's like been in knoxville before because he has family there but like new to the state so it's like a real big like he moved just like lauren and preston moved and so uh we do jumbotron on saturdays for football and i will be a replay operator so that person is like sitting there and they have this wheel and you scrub back the wheel and you roll this button basically or like this bar and you show it replay that's how they do it on tv for the jumbotron whatever well doing it for jumbotron is very easy very simple so i brought a book last week because before the game gets started you have to be there really early and there's just not anything to do till the game starts so i'd made a cup of coffee an hour before kickoff and i was just sitting there reading my book and this guy looks over at me and goes do you really have a book and you're drinking coffee right now? You're such a mood. And I thought that was so funny. That is so funny. Okay, this is also about books, but I just wanted to talk about it. So I am learning more and more this year what my absolute favorite kind of book is going to be. Like if you have this one trope kind of situation, mine is not necessarily a trope because I don't know exactly what that word means. I mean, I know it's like friends to lovers, like enemies to lovers kind of thing is a trope, but like maybe this is and maybe it isn't. I'll explain it to you and then maybe you can help me. Okay. I love a book that is about a book or about an author or like the main character is an author. It's got to be like, I love fiction books that are about libraries, books, um, like anything like that, or books that are about like cooking, uh, owning a restaurant, owning a bakery, being a cook, like anything like that. So last week I read Delicious by Ruth Rachel. Rachel, I'm not really sure how you say her last name. And it was about this girl who lived in New York, which I also love books set in New York. And she worked at a food magazine and she was like a really, really good cook and baker and she was writing a book. So it was just like the most, like the biggest intersection of my book interests ever. And I was just like, if every book could be like this with these specific genres intertwined, it would be amazing. So I just needed to say that if you haven't like fell in love with reading yet, maybe you just haven't found like your specific kind of books that you like. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. good. You basically describe trope. It's just like a theme. Okay. That's okay. You so got it. that's my favorite trope is like cooking and books involved. And what's mine? Yours is war torn France. For Let's sure. Go, but specifically what war world war ii <laughs> it's not funny it's not funny but those books are just so good and thought-provoking and i love them so well i found out a co-worker of mine so i was talking to him not that long ago i've known him he's worked with me for years or whatever but i just didn't realize that he liked to read a lot and so a couple weeks ago he was talking about reading and i was like oh you like to read i didn't know that and he thought that i was trying to like call him out for being dumb or something and i was like because he said, I have probably read more books than you ever have or ever will. That was like exactly what he said to me. And I looked down and I said, calm down. I just didn't know that you read. That's all I meant. Because I like to read and people make fun of me for it. So I was glad to find someone else who read. And he's like, oh, I just, 
I was just being competitive. <laughs> I didn't mean that. And I was like, you're good now. What do you like to read? And so we started talking about it and he was like, yeah, I would like to add some more authors to my list. So I yeah. actually recommended The Nightingale to him. And I said, I have no idea if you're going to like this or not, but this is one of my favorite books ever. The reading book. So I recommend it to people all the time. happened to me also with our friend Katie, because when we went rafting, like a little bit before we moved, I was like, Katie, you don't read, do you? And she was like, Lauren thinks I don't know how to read because she like reads all the time. So now it's just this running joke that I think she doesn't even know how to read. And it is hilarious because I don't know, like, I guess I just talk about books so much. And if someone doesn't talk about books as much as me, then I think they just don't read. But some people just don't talk about it. Like, it's just... I feel like I didn't until we started doing this podcast. Yeah. I, people who know me know that I like to read, but I don't always tell people that I like to read. Yeah. Like, I don't tell people I'm going home on a Friday night to finish a book, but which I don't do. do that super yeah. often. But there are some times where that's what I'd rather do. I would rather do that than have to talk to people. So, <laughs> which sounds bad. It's just introvert life. No, I totally get it. Well, I guess we've caught up on the things that are not as important. Yeah. But I guess we should, before we kind of, kind of, get to where we're closing out our first real episode back i think we should share kind of like what has changed since we started that's a little bit bigger so i feel like yours is probably going to be a little bit more exciting so would you like to go first about what has changed since we did our last podcast literally like two months ago okay so when we started the last podcast or when we recorded our last podcast episode we were living in our temporary housing which was just housing that apple provided so they handled all of the costs that it took us to move out there so they covered like flying out here our rental car for the first few days like shipping all of our stuff um and temporary housing for a month so I don't remember, I don't think we had officially gotten the apartment that we're in now when we recorded the last podcast episode, but now we live in like our real apartment that we signed like a 13 month lease for, and we are like completely set up. So we have like no more furniture to order and anything. So that's been so nice because it was a hectic, hectic few weeks. Allison, I know you weren't on social media, so I don't know if you even saw this or not, but like a ton of our stuff (laughs) came in and was broken. We had like $1,300 plus of damage to like all of our stuff and it is just stuff and it can all be replaced. But when you're, when you are kind of defined as like a home body, a homemaker, and then the pieces that like make up your home are destroyed in a way that like you had no control over and you're like trying to get set up in this brand new place. It was honestly felt like soul crushing it just felt like this sucks like when I couldn't go to the BTS concert it felt like that because like I was so sure that we were just going to get all (laughs) these boxes in and get set up I had ordered like HelloFresh for that week and so much of my stuff was broken like I literally couldn't cook or anything because I had to replace like so much stuff so it was just like the expectation that we were just going to get set up immediately and then just like opening up that expectation literally in a box and it being crushed into a million shards of glass. So that was just like honestly hard, but now it feels like a thing of the past and like I haven't thought about it as much anymore and we've gotten stuff replaced and that's been good. But also it's just, I think the expectations versus reality thing has been like the hardest part of moving because I just like, I don't know. It's like I expected we would be here a month and we would have all of our favorite restaurants. We would have found a church already. I would already have like three or four girlfriends figured out and like have met them magically, like even though I don't go anywhere. 
And we were about to go home for Thanksgiving. And I was like, Preston, I feel like everybody's going to ask me like, oh, how's, do you have a job? Do you have a church? Do you have friends? Do you have a favorite pizza place? And I felt like the answer was no for everything. And so I was like, I feel like such a failure because like we haven't done anything since we've been here. And he was like, Lauren, you're focusing on the negative. Like we've done this, 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 and this since we got here. Like we're perfectly set up. You do have a job. You make like money every week through freelancing. You just don't have a corporate job like you used to have before. So I don't know. It's just like if I let myself get like really down about it, I can start being like, oh my gosh, like I haven't done anything since I moved here. But that's kind of just when I'm being like very hormonal. So it's been really good. (laughs) It's just I have good days and bad days for sure. And I still haven't found a job. So but Preston is over here like you do have a job. But I'm like still looking. The plan was to get a job at Apple and that still could hopefully happen, but they just don't have Mm -hmm. that many entry level options open right now. And it's not like they can just like create a new job for me. Like I have to just interview for a job that they post, but there aren't a ton of jobs that are like opening right now for my skill set, I guess. So I've been applying like at other places, still looking at Apple. They have like an internship program that starts in August. So I'm going to probably apply for that. Um, but that's kind of like what is going on with us. And then we did find a church. So that's really good. Um, and we're slowly like getting more and more friends here. I still talk to your friend's story like every couple days. So we haven't hung out since we met up. Um, this was before, this was after we recorded that podcast episode, but me and Preston met up Mm -hmm. with Allison's friend from high school and middle school story because she lives here. (laughs) So we were, I think she listens to the podcast sometimes. So she does. We were able to meet up with so her, high story. and she's so stinking nice, and we like love having her as a friend. But it is just so, so, so hard moving to a new place, a new state, a new time zone, and this has just made me like so wowed by people who move here from a different country that speak a different language. Like, please be patient with people who are immigrating here from a different country if anybody's listening like I think the best thing we can do is be welcoming and open and like patient with people who are moving here from a different country because after this experience I've just been like it's hard moving states much less coming here like literally with not speaking the language so yeah it's just been a wild ride but it's been really good and I'm really liking California so that's good that's yeah and we've been traveling so much on the weekends and that's been so fun because we all like we have so many day trips that have opened up to us now that never would have been possible before so we're going to sacramento tomorrow and i'm really excited about it see plenty of positives yes there are so many positives i just focus on the negative some days instead of the positives but most of the time it's the positive so it's getting better though but how has your job been allison that's good. Uh, it has been good. It's been hard, but good, which I think is exactly what I said before we ended things for season four. Um, because where I knew what I was getting myself into, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. So I think there's a lot of jobs if you're in corporate America or if you work for a Fortune 500 company that has a very well-structured orientation program, anything like that, you're going to have some kind of 
hands-on training before you start officially doing things whereas I was just it was kind of like okay here you, here you go Allison and and so I knew that going in it was just hard to figure out in the beginning and without being super specific you know there are people in my office that made that difficult and some of those people are no longer around since I started my job and that has also been that has been a successful thing in helping me flourish and so the first half was difficult because it was learning how to not be a student, how to assert yourself in a full-time position, how to kind of rise above when people are being combative for no reason. And then now that some of those problems are alleviated, it's just kind of, okay, now still you're not a student anymore. You are a boss. So like students come to me for things and I don't know the answer. And that's kind of tough sometimes, or, uh, you know, it's learning not discipline because we don't necessarily have to discipline, but we do have to be kind of, disciplinarian in a way when students don't show up or they don't communicate or people are giving excuses and not doing their job and that has been interesting and then there's the art of actually producing and producing I know probably is kind of like it's hard to explain what it is because it's just all these checklists and things you have to do but essentially it's sitting down and researching two teams and then deciding what info about those teams is interesting enough to show during a broadcast for fans at home And so it's a lot of preparation and a lot of communication with a lot of different people. And then you're also training students on top of it who are not full-time professionals. And so balancing all of that has been a struggle, but it's one that I have really enjoyed. And just now recently getting into a flow of what works for me, not having to make checklist after checklist or not be able to sleep at night because I'm anxious about the next day. Like I'm finally getting to a spot where... I have a better idea of what I'm doing, a better idea of where I'm weak and how I can work on that, and a better idea of where I'm strong and how I can communicate that to our students. And so thankfully, I've got a good support system around me, and it's it's getting much better. And the scary thing is, Lauren, I haven't even told Lauren this, but, um, you know, this week, we had a game the day after Thanksgiving, and Lauren, trying to schedule stuff and, when like, communicate with people and for prepare for a game over Thanksgiving, it was the worst, and we didn't have a full crew, so we had people doubling up. I was doubled up in a different position and producing, and a lot of people were doing that, but the game went really well. It was a men's basketball game, and men's basketball at Tennessee is a really big deal, so the fact that I got to do one was kind of nuts. Um But I had this segment right after the first media timeout in basketball that I really wanted to do. So to give you like an insight into what I have to prepare for, there are certain breaks that come in with the basketball game. So Lauren, I'm sure you know, like under 16 minutes, under 12 minutes, under eight, under four, there's always a commercial. And so uh, I, after that first break, wanted to show a video because there's a basketball player here at Tennessee who people have been pronouncing his name wrong for two years. not him. Oh. It's uh, Santiago Vescovi. Oh. So it's not Vescovi. It's Vescovi. And so they just figured this out somehow. And we wanted to show him saying how he pronounces his name and then have our reporter do a hit on it. And so we did that. It worked really well. The show went really well. And ESPN came in for a broadcast on Tuesday. And the, my producer, my other producer showed them this video that I had already prepared. And they were like, yeah, let's do that coming out of the first break. And so what does that exactly mean? Well, that just means like I'm still training and I'm very hard on myself. And I'm like, am I any good at this job? And then on like three days later, we have a full crew come in. They saw my video that our other producer kept and was like, would you guys want to use this? And they said, yeah, let's do it the exact same way that I had it prepared for the week before. And so it's, I talked to my other producer after the game and I said, you know, 
she has been letting me learn and grow so that I didn't feel the pressure to do nationally televised games because nationally televised games yeah, that's a lot more are eyes. the same in principle, but it's a lot more eyes and a lot more boxes to check. And I went to her after the game and I said, I think you're right. I think it's time. Like it's time to start transitioning to it. And she said, okay, because she knew that I would get to that moment on my own without her having to ask me to do it. So Lauren, now I am about to start transitioning ah. into doing nationally televised games too. So that is Baby scary, steps. but I'm also excited. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. So things are going well it's gonna still be kind of like chaotic for a while because it is still new but it's also not new it's it's weird because it's unlike lauren who had to move across the country i'm in the same place but it's learning new dynamics and how to be in charge and full-time instead of a student and that still is tough sometimes but we're getting there yeah and you just went from having not much free time to like no free time whatsoever and i went i went from having not much free time to almost too much free time so it's like just been we could use a little of each other it's just such a transition period for us right now and i know we said this earlier but i am so stinking thankful for all the people who checked in with me and they were like when's the podcast coming back like i really miss the podcast it was multiple different people told me that on like numerous occasions over this two-month break and that is just so nice because I think it's easy for me and Allison both as our personality types to be like, nobody listens, nobody cares, nobody could give a flying flip what we have to say ever. So that's at least how I am. Like, I feel like if I didn't post in my blog for two months, no one would notice. And I kind of felt that way with the podcast a little bit. And then it was just so nice that people like checked in on us and like asked when it was going to come back. So thank you if you did that. Yes, we appreciate you. And I know today was not very structured, in all honesty, because Lauren and I were just like, we, just we need literally to let people know needed we're alive. to catch up. And we were like, why not record it for a podcast episode? So that worked out. But really I know well. we have some fun ideas. We didn't do so normally, like inside this behind the scenes, BTS, if you will. <laughs> um, Lauren and I will normally do like a planning meeting and we'll sit and we'll At talk Golden about Rose. things that we thought would be fun, things we think people would enjoy. And so obviously not being in the same city, it's kind of like we're trying to just figure out a time is yeah. hard enough. So we were like, let's just go ahead and record. But I know we do still have some good ideas on our doc, Lauren, yes. that we should just go and we'll fluff them up and make them fun. But some new things, some old things and some things for fun to uh, get Allison out of having to watch sports every single night and to allow Lauren to have something to fill a lot of her free Social time, time honestly, and I just need social time because there was like one <laughs> week where I didn't leave my house except to walk to the gym that's like on our apartment complex property. And Preston was like, Lauren, you've got to get out of the house more. You've got to like actually communicate with people face to face. So this is like a good face to face time. So for sure, but um, I think we're going to also do the, we're going to keep doing the every other week podcast episode schedule because that's just what works for us the best and make sure that the episodes that we're coming out with aren't so scatterbrained and kind of like ill-prepared, so yeah, if Allison was trying to edit a podcast every week, I would keel over. Um, so we can't. I can't do that right now. But I can commit to once every other week in a well prepared episode. Yes, so we can definitely Ooh. commit to that. Like that is what we feel like will keep us pushing the podcast forward instead of having to take so many breaks. So, which I don't think we take that many breaks, but like we are the one we took was two yeah. months, and that is 
mainly on me. That's mainly on me. No, I think the problem (laughs) that we had when we first started the podcast was that we would only take like a week or two week break in between seasons because we were like so stinking excited about it. And we still are excited about it, but we kind of just know ourselves a little bit better now and that we need to actually take breaks. So, well, we also started in like the middle of still lockdown pandemic. So, there was. There's nothing going on. Now we have jobs or lives. Yeah. And so we can't do that anymore. Yeah, definitely. But I think we found our groove a little bit of like recording or touching base on Friday afternoons. So I think that's going to be really good for us. And with that being said, Lauren and I are officially back. We are excited to talk with you guys, to hear from you. And if you don't mind doing us a favor, maybe share this and say, hey, nice to have a friend is back. They're back from under the rock that they were sleeping under or something. I don't know. You don't have to phrase it like that. But we are back. Feel free to review us on iTunes, preferably five stars if you want to. That always helps boost us up and just kind of rises us up in searching if people are looking for us. However you feel is the best way to share us, please do that. And in the meantime, just keep up with us lauren's gonna be plugging in on instagram she's already been hitting up the stories for the last couple weeks and just keeping everybody engaged and knowing that we are still around Uh, but in the meantime we will see you guys in about two weeks with a new episode signing off for the beginning of season five this is allison and lauren and we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend bye guys